Well, 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 you guys, we have such a treat for you today. We have Dana Omari of IG Famous by Dana. She is here to demystify all things plastic surgery, what celebrities have had done. We are just so lucky. Dana, I have to tell you, we got like an outpouring of questions. People are so excited to have you on our show. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. And I got a lot of messages saying that they love your podcast. Oh Oh my gosh. Yes. They're like, that's going to be so exciting. (laughs) Well, so many people, I feel like um, so many people message us and we're like, wow, now I'm down all these rabbit holes. And I think one of the things that people just don't understand is the extreme level that celebrities are going to today to look the way they do. They really believe that Kylie Jenner snapped snapped back from walking on a treadmill twice a day in four months from pregnancy. They really believe Kendall Jenner is basically all natural. Kim K has only had lasers and light Botox. Mm-hmm. And it's all a bunch of bullshit. So we need you to help us walk through essentially what's actually really going on, what people are really doing. And then I think we want to have a larger conversation about plastic surgery in general, your thoughts on where we're at in terms of social media beauty standards and and your thoughts essentially on procedures. So lots to get into. Chan, where do you want to start? I think we should just start with general trends that you're seeing and that type of thing? Okay. I mean, there are a lot of different types of trends. Um, and I, I do want to say that a lot of regular people, normal people are getting work done every day, especially the wealthier people. Mm-hmm. They are what make this industry like a multi-billion dollar industry. Like, yes, celebs are getting a lot of work done, but so are your everyday people. I would find it really hard pressed that you do not walk down a street in any major metropolitan and don't pass at least a handful of people who've had something done. You may not notice it, but they are having it done. Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, the best type of work I feel like is the work that you can't tell. Right. And that's what most work is. Of course, a lot of people seem to think like the overinflated lips or the really, really tiny nose or the giant boobs, like they think that's what work is. And I'm like, no, that's just the work that you are noticing because you're mm-hmm. noticing bad work or unnatural work or work that doesn't, you know, align with what normal people look like. With trends, in general, breast augmentation and nose jobs have been the top two for like 30 plus years. But we are seeing a lot of people who are, you know, getting their lips done, um, the blepharoplasty and brow lift. So getting any of the excess eyelid skin and lifting their brows. Um Actually, I was talking to Ariel Laurie and we were calling it the young starlet trifecta, the nose, <laughs> the brows, and eyelids. It's like every single one, as uh-huh. soon as they they cross that threshold of really pretty into stunning starlet, they're doing those three things. Even if it's just a little tweak here on the tip of their nose and just a little bit of lift on their brow. It's so right. interesting. You're so right, though. The eyelids, the blepharo—that's the blepharoplasty, right? Where they reduce yes. the yes. eyelid skin so the eyes open a little bit more. Yes, and then they're also and, getting and that's a full what gives brow you that, like, lift. Yes, and these are surgical brow lifts. I mean, people like to talk about threads and Botox. Those are very minimal. They can open your face up a little bit, but these celebrities are getting surgical brow lifts and surgical options in general over um, anything that's going to be 
temporary because they have yeah. to they have to look like themselves day to day. It can't wear off in a few months, you know. Mm-hmm. Is that what gives you that like fox face, like the really snatched looking face? That's actually a canthoplasty. Okay. You can also do it with a facelift because with a facelift, a lot of times your brow lift is in there, but a canthoplasty, you're actually cutting and pulling the corner of your eye and that's the mm. fox eye. I've heard it being called, not vixen, maybe vixen, siren eye. Like it's the same thing, just a new eye name, right. you know, cat eye, fox eye. Vixen, yeah. Is that whatever. what Kendall Jenner had done? <laughs> I believe so. Yeah. The, she had the siren eye. She, she had the the thing that get, gives that fox eye look. Probably her and Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid definitely did. Bella Hadid, I believe, did a facelift. And when you do a facelift when you're young, what you're doing is you're changing your features versus when you're a little older, what you're doing is you're trying to move your you know, your facial tissue back to where it was Mm -hmm. when you were younger. So that's why it looks different on her than it would on someone who's in their forties or fifties. I believe that she did get a canthoplasty as part of a facelift to change her whole face. Really. I am so curious about Bella Hadid. I feel like she's one of the like worst offenders, if you will, of people who claim they've had almost nothing done, but have a radically different face. I agree. And I blame Yolanda. Like Yolanda is the person that I blame. I just feel like, I don't know, you guys are Housewives fans, right? Just watching her and the way that she treated Gigi, like, oh, Mm -hmm. don't eat more than one bite of cake. Like, eat your three almonds. Right. (laughs) I just feel like she's just very like hyper-focused on her daughters and the way that they look. Mm-hmm. And she has been adamant that her children have never had anything done, <sighs> just like proclaiming it on TV, even before these girls were saying anything about their own faces, their own bodies. And so I blame her. I, I read Yolanda's book and I like Yolanda, but she definitely comes from a different generation. She was like a model herself and were in, in the time of, you know, be as thin as possible. Even in her book, she wrote about how David Foster, quote, liked her skinny. And it's just that feels like a really antiquated mentality. I get that. But I also wonder, did David actually really like her skinny or did he just like her however she was and she felt like he liked her better when she was skinny? You know what I mean? I wouldn't give David Foster much credit in this department. We have many opinions about David Foster. All of them are negative. (laughs) We don't give him any benefits of the doubt. (laughs) Well, I totally agree with that. I just feel like a lot of women sometimes think that men like things or care about things that they don't, like thigh gaps. Like men do not care. If they do care, they are very strange. Like they are an outlier. That is not what they're looking at. They're looking in that region. (laughs) Also, I don't think men care as much about like facial plastic surgery or even really notice it. It's mainly I think women do it for other women. Right. I agree. And that's how it should be. We shouldn't do things for men. It's not for men. Right, right. Yeah. But like, I just, I mean, I feel like if I asked my boyfriend, like, do you know about like the fox face trend? He'd be like, what are you talking about? He would have no idea that those procedures even exist. I think that honestly, it can be a little frustrating as just a normal girl who doesn't want to spend 40000 or 50000 on some sort of a brow lift and a nose tweak and a bluff. 
and do all of that to achieve this like intense new standard of beauty. I think you look back on stars in the 90s, stars in the early 2000s, and they all had a lot more normal looking faces, Mm -hmm. even starlets. You know, you think about someone like a Carolyn Bissette Kennedy or a Princess Diana. They're icons I reference regularly. And I think when I'm making this comparison and they had features that would be considered today to not really fit the standard of beauty. And it's interesting because you really consider what would their faces look like if they were in their prime today, probably more like a Hailey Bieber, more like a Bella Hadid, more Mm fine-tuned. And it's kind of sad, in my opinion, because it's created this hyper-intense standard of beauty that's frankly just like out of reach for 99.9% of people. I agree, but I think that's why talking about it makes people feel better. I get so many messages of people who are like, now that I know that they had surgery to look like that, I now feel so much better about how I look. Like now I know that I am beautiful, Mm -hmm. that it's, there's nothing wrong with me. It's not like something I didn't do, or I just didn't have the right genes that all these other people Mm -hmm. look this way and I'm the odd one out. And I'm like, I agree. Oh, absolutely. And that's why your account is so powerful because it actually gives people knowledge so that they don't like gaslight themselves and think like, oh, I just literally do not have the genetics, you know, to be pretty. I am obsessed with your account and other accounts that really like break it down and just make it actually understandable to the everyday person. And it's like, yeah, maybe if I wanted to spend 40 grand changing my face, I could do that. But it's like, well, actually, maybe I don't care about it that much. Maybe I don't actually hate my own face that much. Right. And also they're not gaslighting themselves. They're being gaslit every day by these celebrities. And that's what's so frustrating for me. I just want to say one thing before we dive into specific celebrities, what you think they've had done. I want to ask what you think about European versus American standards of beauty. I personally think that this is a very L.A. Hollywood thing. If you're walking, you know, the streets of Paris, if you're walking in in Europe, a lot of the women there are much more natural, much more natural as they age. I don't think it's actually viewed that well to look so done in Europe. And I think it's a place where people are actually, you know, taking a much more relaxed and natural approach to both beauty and aging. Maybe I'm unaware of how much they're doing there. So curious what you know. No, they they absolutely get work done, but you're right. And you can even break it down by city, even in the United States. But with Americans, we want people to be athletic looking and we want them to be young looking like they really expect women to look 25 mm-hmm. instead of a good 40 versus in a lot of parts of Europe, it's you want to look 40, but you want to look good for 40. You want breast implants, but you want people to not know that you have implants. So they get all of that done. And actually they get some of the best fillers and Botox and things like that. They get it approved there quicker. So some of the things that we get is like five years late compared to Europe. Like they have threads like five, 10 years ago. And we're only just now in the last you know, few years really getting with threads. Not that I'm advocating for threads. I'm not really a huge fan, but they're doing it. They just, they like subtlety. Yeah. They're probably doing it, but just doing a lot less. But let's talk about people who are doing the most. So <laughs> first, let's start with the queen herself, Kim Kardashian, the queen of plastic surgery. I would like to spitball what I think she's had done. And I would love for you to tell me your thoughts as the expert. So I think she's for sure had a facelift. I think she's, I don't know if I'm convinced by that TikTok people posted. I don't know about that. Um, But I think she's for sure had a facelift. I think she's 
definitely had a nose job, probably more than one to finesse it. Obviously, Botox and fillers and lasers. Um, And then probably also a bluff because at 40, I think you either have a bluff or you have a little bit of droopy eyelids. But curious as to your thoughts, Dana. So the thing is, is that it's so hard with Kim because she's done I would bet my life that she's done little tiny things that you're like, there's no way that this person actually went to a plastic surgeon or a clinic and had this done, like this little bitty tiny bit of fat transfer to this part of her chin or whatever it is. But she has the money and the access. If she could do a tell-all, if she would ever be honest enough to list everything she's ever done, I bet we would be shocked at some of the things like, oh, I did a knee lift, you know? Things like that that people just don't really do because it's so minute. But right. um, I agree with everything that you've said. And fat transfer to her face more likely than filler um, mm. in the most recent years. Brow lift along with the bluff, multiple nose jobs, lip lift. So her lip, the space between her nose and her top lip, there used to be more space. And that happens with age can happen genetically. And also a lot of people who've had nose jobs because her nose used to turn down. It used to give the illusion of a shorter philtrum. And now that her nose is like this little tiny, like Barbie nose, the space looked a lot longer. And now suddenly her lip, not suddenly in the last couple of years, her lip is a lot higher up. There's a, a shorter space between the tip of her nose and the top of her lip. We've also seen the scars, but yeah, lip lift, which is something that's on my bucket list. Um, she's had things done along her jawline and her chin. I don't know if she had a chin implant or if she just had fillers there. Most likely a chin implant. Definitely lipo and or kybella under her chin. I mean, she has a very, very sharp jawline even before all of this weight loss. Just completely changed her face. But she looks really good though. I mean, she looks amazing. And this is where I think for me, it gets a little scary because she looks fantastic, right? And if she's had a lip lift, it looks amazing. The problem is, is I've just seen so many Mm -hmm. bad lip lifts and people, I think, go from looking honestly, totally normal and great to trying to like fix this thing that actually isn't a problem and like, uh, look, kind of crazy. And I think an example of that is the new housewife on Beverly Hills. She's clearly had a lip lift in my opinion, and it looks strange. And I've seen much worse ones than that. I'm curious as lip lifts go, what you think about them? Because do you know what I'm talking about here? Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Sometimes I think it might be like a breakdown in the communication between the patient and the surgeon, like exactly what they're looking for. Sometimes people really want it that dramatic or that extreme. One of the things I would blame are the filters that we have on Instagram. They all give us lip lifts. I mean, they make our lips bigger, but they all lift our lips. I don't know if Mm. you've noticed because it's more youthful. As we age, that space gets longer. Our lips appear thinner because they start to like roll downwards. And so she might have, you know, brought in a picture of herself filtered and was like, this is what I want. And that's how much he pulled, you know? It's so interesting because 
the whole filter conversation is something that makes me want to get off Instagram. And like, I find myself using it a lot less these days because I have pretty bad carpal tunnel in general, but it's like the pressure to look a certain way. And then when everyone is using a Mariana Hewitt filter and you've just kind of like Mm -hmm. promised yourself, you wouldn't do that. And then you feel like you're, you know, it kind of can start to feel like a race that you're really losing and make you feel really bad about yourself. So I'm, I'm interested in what you think about the all those filters and all of that stuff i think that they can be fun but they can be misused as well i try to never use filters but there are times where i am broken out or i look kind of sickly or pale or something and i'm like i want to use a filter but then i make sure that i call it out and i feel like being aware like hey guys i'm using a filter oh i don't feel like i look great today so i'm using a filter there, first of all, there's like a little bit of like humor in there. Like I know what you know, I'm, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and, and I'm admitting it. Like, yeah, I'm admitting that I'm doing this. And I think people appreciate that versus there are some celebrities that go out of their way to, you know, record it with a filter, download it. So it removes the filter tag and then re-upload yes. it. And that's just insane. It's like, insane. come on. That's like full blown crazy to me. I just I don't want to like shame other women for doing what they need to do, but it's sad in my opinion. Right. Share your filters. Like if it's a great filter, share it with us. We want the tag. We want to know. We want to play with it. Also, people are smart. They can tell when like your face is somewhat blurry and the rest of your body isn't. (laughs) Like it looks bad. Although you would be surprised. I mean, I think the other thing that I'm always like floor, not floored by, but a little like, oh my gosh, is this really what we're doing? Is when people take selfies with a filter, like a filter that distorts their features and then they post it to their grid. I don't know why that's like a new line. That's like a line for me where I'm like, what? Like we are now like posting Mariana Hewitt selfies. I don't know why that just seems so much. It's like akin to printing out a photo of yourself, like with your face filtered and putting it on the, your wall in your house or something. It's just like, yes. wait, that's the I level of that. delusion we want to live in. <laughs> but I feel like that's like something older women do yes. or older people, men too. Let's be real. Men do yeah. too. But I like, I feel like it's like in that 45 plus range. And I think of the housewives, like I a hundred percent believe that some of these housewives have very filtered photos of themselves uh, posted yeah. oh somewhere. Gosh in their house, you know, like maybe on their bedside table. Who knows? Do you know Meredith from Salt Lake? Yes. Meredith. Like, that's 100%. who I think of. Meredith, like, well, she'll post one far away photo where she's not filtered and then one close up in like a carousel. And it's like, wait, you look 16 from the neck up in this one, but like normal in the other one. And then her husband will also have the same filter on. It's bizarre. At least she filters the other person, right? And she like <laughs> face changes them, blurs their face too. <laughs> Um, yeah, I think of her, I also think of, um, oh my gosh, Gretchen, Gretchen mm-hmm. is like one of the worst offenders, but like even Kyle Richards has been doing it, you know? Oh, how like, she? Yeah. Like filter, like blurring her face, face tuning. Um, Lisa Renna has been lately, which also is another person who doesn't need it. I mean, she's stunning whether you like her or not, like yeah, she right. doesn't look her age, but yeah, they a hundred percent have their their little like red carpet like pictures <laughs> right filtered or blurred and posted somewhere. Lauren, the wall behind you, it's quite barren. What's going on there? <laughs> you know what? I find getting things framed to be very stressful. And so I've just never done it. I don't basically have anything framed in my home. And it's sad for me. It's very sad, which is why we are so lucky to be sponsored by Framebridge right now. 
Yes, I am so excited to correct this wrong in my life. What's so great about FrameBridge is for other people also intimidated by a gallery wall, if you go on their website, you can just very quickly, easily upload like five photos or whatever it is, and they will send you different dimensioned, cute frames, beautiful, sleek, modern, so you can just hang your gallery wall and it's good to go. They make it very easy on a lay person like yourself. Everyone, see why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit framebridge.com or a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything. That's framebridge.com. Okay, I have another question for you with the Kardashians. I feel like obviously Kim looks amazing. Her her work looks natural feels like the wrong word to use, but it, you can't instantly tell all the little tiny nips and tucks that she's had right. done. Well, I, if that's if you only look at her face though. Yeah. I feel like her body are like, well, her, yes, yeah. her body doesn't look that's no one's actual shape looks like that normally. Like right. there's no way you can lose all that weight in your legs and not lose any from your butt. Um, right. it's like a whole other subject, but I, what are your thoughts on Chloe? Like Chloe sends me to a dark place sometimes because like every time I see a new paparazzi shot of her, I feel like she looks radically different. So Chloe is a lesson in do the work that supports your features and your beauty, like enhance what you have mm-hmm. instead of trying to change your features into someone else's. So I think that she's trying to look more like Kim. And I feel like Kylie did the same thing versus Kim has looked at herself and was like, this could go a little bit higher. This could be a little bit fuller. This could be a little bit sharper and did that to her face. You know what I mean? Like yeah. enhance what you have. Right. I always compare it to getting a haircut and you bring in a celebrity's like hair that is a completely different texture than yours. And I am an offender of this. When I was like 12, I brought in like Mandy Moore's like she has straight, fine hair, her little flipped out hair that she had when she was in candy. And me, like I have wavy, thick hair. I was like, this is what I want. And they gave it to me. And I just looked like a buzzball for like six (laughs) months until I was able to figure something else out. Right, right. Let's talk some obvious ones like Hailey Bieber. And and then I want to talk about some maybe more subtle ones like an Emrata. So can you lead us through what you think Hailey Bieber has had done? So I also want to say that a lot of these celebrities have had things done, like I can tell what they've changed, but then what technique, like, was it surgical? Was it this or that? That's where it's like hard to know unless you end up having a source. And Hailey Bieber is adamant that she is natural and to the point where she has said that she would sue people for saying otherwise, although she's never going to follow through because she would lose that. Um, but we can see that she has completely changed her entire eye area. It looks like a brow lift and a bluff. Like she had hooded eyes and now she does not. Now her eyebrows are lifted. Her eyelids are very defined. That was not there before. Her nose has completely changed completely. Her cheeks used to be lower. Now they're, they're a lot higher. It could be cheek implants. It could be filler. Honestly, most celebrities are going to do something more permanent. Like I said, they don't want to have to change like, oh, in six months, they're starting to lose the volume there and they have to come back in. Um, but it's likely that she could have had cheek filler as well. She used to have depressions under her eyes and now she doesn't. She probably had fat transfer there, honestly. Her lips, we can actually see the filler in her lips in her new road lip gloss stuff. So that's easy to me. I mean, she denies it, but that's fine. Um, her chin, 
She has a chin implant. Typically when you have nose jobs, a lot of times it's going to come with a chin implant, not for minor nose jobs like Megan Fox, who had a, already a small nose and just refined it a little bit more. But people who have larger noses and hooked noses tend to have more recessed chins. And so usually to balance out the profile, if you're making the nose smaller, it's going to make the recessed chin appear more recessed. So you're going to want you know, something there to bring that chin out a little bit, which also makes your entire jawline look a little bit sharper. And that's um, just off the top of my head. <laughs> well, and it's all allegedly. We have no idea. Dana has no real idea. But all still, alleged. you're such an expert. <laughs> oh, well, and also I'm curious before we get to Emirata, I'm curious as to your thoughts on how these celebrities justify lying so much. It's one thing to be like, hey, I've had some things done or I've had one thing done, but I'm not comfortable sharing it. So you can know I'm not all natural. I wasn't born this way. But I'm, you know, it's my body and I'm, I'm not going to like give a breakdown for everyone. And it's another thing to say, no, I've never had anything done. How do you think they justify that? I don't know how they justify it. I know that they want to be seen as natural. They want to be a natural beauty, which inherently they're setting themselves like that they're better than us. Like I just, this is just what I look like. I was just born this way. Like I can't help it mm-hmm. that you think that I'm just too perfect to be natural. Like it's like that kind of mindset. We in general as a society value natural beauty over, you know, manufactured beauty. If that's what you want to call it. I don't know why, because definitely the time and money and effort that goes into manufactured beauty should be celebrated. Right. <laughs> like this is not easy. It is not easy to do the work, but it's so true. Like the the process of finding a great surgeon, figuring out who you need to go to, making the decision to do it, being accomplished enough to where you can pay this amount of money and then taking that risk. It is actually on some level, you can kind of think of it as a bigger accomplishment to create beauty for yourself rather than to just be born with it. Right. But for whatever reason, we put natural beauty on a pedestal and we forget that even what we deem as natural beauty is not natural. Like, are they getting their lashes done? Are they wearing makeup? Do they shave or remove hair? Yeah. Anyway? Like, not to say that there's anything wrong with these things, but these are also not natural. Like, this is not normal. Even something as small as wearing self-tanner, which I love more than anything else. It's all enhancing. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So I feel like they just want to be labeled that natural beauty, that they didn't do anything. It just happened for them. And like, I'm sorry that I'm just too beautiful that you just can't fathom that this could be natural. Like they want that for themselves that I don't think that they, they care that they're lying. Right. And maybe they have too many yes people around them that they truly believe that we believe them. I don't yeah. know. Well, I, I feel like there must also be a kind of an, unspoken rule in Hollywood where it's like, I won't out you for the work that you've had done because I'm sure they're all going to the same surgeons or at least, you know, it's it's a small world and right. I'm sure they all know it about each other. So it's like, I'm not going to out you for your work. I'm sure it's a little bit of a sore thing together. And that's what actually what I wanted to say is if if you're Bella Hadid and your best friend is Hailey Bieber or whoever her best friend is, Kendall Jenner, if Kendall's trying to take all the credit for the way she looks and saying that it's completely natural, why do you want to throw yourself under the bus and be the sacrificial lamb and let everyone in on the secret? It's like on some level, I guess it's probably just you don't want to be the only one who admits that a lot of how beautiful you are is through surgical work. 
I get that, but also I think it's because all of their friends are rich and famous people because do you know how much more relatable they would be and how many people who are already diehard fans would be even more willing to die for them if they were like, yeah, I had the money and access resources to do this. And if in any time in your life you're able to, you can do this too. Mm-hmm. Like it is, it's a possibility for you too. I mean, I feel like they would make themselves a thousand times more likable if they just were a little bit more grounded in reality and truthful. Right. I think so, too. And I mean, they obviously have a large fandom, but there would be diehard fans for them that are like, this person is so transparent. They're telling the truth. This also gives me hope that if this is what I want for myself, I can do that, too. Like, here are the steps that I can take. It's not like the luck of the draw. Well, that's one of my main things with the Kardashians that makes me really not like them is just how much they proclaim that they they get barely anything done, but then they like are constantly posting like poorly photoshopped pictures or pictures where they look wildly different from one to the next. And I'm just like, you think we're stupid. I know. It's really insulting. I said this on my page and on another podcast, I was like, they have to be fucking with us. Like, they have to be like, hold on, hold on. I'm going to post this picture and watch them go wild. Like, they have to, right? You know, yeah. Honestly, they have to because they have teams of people dedicated to everything they put out. And so I actually think a lot of it, like, sometimes can be intentional and, like, maybe even for publicity. I think so too. And, but sometimes they let it slip and show exactly who they are. And Kim has been doing that all year long. I don't know what has gotten into her, but for example, when she says that she works really hard for everything she has and and the way that she looks and that everyone else could do it too, if they just worked as hard as she did, but that we're all too lazy. I'm like, Miss Girl. I know that you, who was already born into a millionaire's family, like born, this is pre-sex tape, you're not going to tell me or anyone else who the majority of Americans are making less than $100,000 a year, like we grew up on that. I know you're not telling us that we just didn't work hard enough and that if we had just worked hard enough, we could have been you. Oh, it's a joke. And I feel like with that comment, she fell from grace in, in a major way. I mean... For me, it was that plus the photoshopping her traps where I'm just like, come on, girl. Like, I want to like you, but all you do is just hurt women. Right. No, I agree. And actually, we are remembering this most recent comment of the get up off your ass and work. No one wants to work these days. Mm -hmm. But she said it again last year at the reunion where she said that she works really hard for her body. And that basically was insinuating that the rest of us are not working hard for our bodies. And I'm like, yes, because the rest of us are living paycheck to paycheck, maybe. We work actually 40 plus hours a week, don't have time to go to the gym, don't have a personal trainer, dietitian, mm-hmm. per- people who will come to our house to do lasers on our face, surgeons on call, ready to come suck whatever they, right. they want out of us. Like, are you You're joking. That is not how like 99% of Americans live. And you want to say that you just work harder? I mean, even if it's such a privilege to be able to work out twice a day, and even if you had that, even if you had that luxury, which I guess some people do, your body still wouldn't look like that. You still wouldn't have a giant ass and a tiny waist. It's just, that's not the way the real world works. Right. And when she said that, I was like, oh my God. I know. Oh my God. Where is your PR person? Because that person is having a heart attack. They're considering quitting right now. (laughs) Here's the thing that I think is like, and this is kind of a larger conversation idea, but I personally feel like the point of life is not to be 
young and hot forever. We're, we're not supposed to be born like sexy 22 year olds or sexy 34 year olds or whatever. We're supposed to just be born and be children and then be teenagers and then be young adults and then be adults. And I just, and I know this might be sound a little bit cloying or naive, but I just personally think that the point of life is actually to transform and to grow beyond being a sexual object and to like maybe become something else and to mature. And yes, it's important to always feel your best. But I just think that there's this narrative in Western culture that we're all just striving to be as beautiful as possible. And some, when someone like a Kim Kardashian says that she would give anything, she would eat poop, she would do anything to feel super young and hot again. And she's saying that at 40, she doesn't feel that way anymore. And you look at that model, there's this former supermodel on Instagram. Do you follow her? Her name is like Paulina something. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She is constantly on Instagram talking about how wrong it is that women, as they get older, are not seen in our culture as sex objects anymore. And I just personally feel like, and I know this is kind of a little bit of a tangent, but I just personally believe, and I'm curious as to your thoughts on like, we also need to just be okay with not always being the most intense objects of sexual desire for people at large or for men at large. I just think that there's an opportunity for growth there and transformation and acceptance. I agree. I mean, what else do they do in life? Especially if you want to think about the Kardashians who won't smile anymore because it might look weird on camera. They're going to sit a very certain way. They're wearing very restrictive clothing to show off how small their waists are that they can't even eat. You know, they can't drink. They can't go anywhere. They can't do anything. They're so tied up with trying to be as sexy as possible that they do nothing. Like how boring of a life and how, like if you're friends with them, like what do you talk about? Like the fact that she she ate three almonds today, (laughs) is that what you talk about? The fact that she was, you know, in 10 articles today instead of like, oh, we read this book. We're part of book club or, you know, we're, we're doing this fun thing here. I am enjoying life and I'm smiling. Like imagine not smiling because you're afraid that it'll look bad (laughs) on camera. Uh, I can't. I mean, honestly, it seems like a mental prison to just be constantly striving to be as hot as possible and to expect yourself to get hotter and hotter with every passing day. And I think we see how that's played out a little bit and like with Chloe's struggle. Yeah, I I completely agree with that. One thing I think is interesting is is like people who have accepted themselves have such a a beautiful energy. And I know she's very, uh, this is going to elicit a lot of eye rolls and a lot of people don't like her. But I personally think like a Gwyneth Paltrow, who to a large extent has embraced aging, is such a better role model for women than Paulina on Instagram trying to say how wrong it is that pictures of her in lingerie aren't just readily beloved by society at large or saying that how wrong it is that she isn't still considered to be whatever, that she's not still having the glory of her youth. And a Kim Kardashian still so obsessed with her looks or a JLo, like, you know, celebrating a JLo who does look so amazing for 50. But I, I guess I just feel like there's a there's a beauty to energy and to acceptance. And that's something right. that people naturally relax around. And there's just something, it's a je ne sais quoi quality. It's very, I think, European. It's a it's a relaxed relationship with yourself and with beauty. And it's really nice to be around. 
it really, it's just confidence versus insecurity when you're, if you're trying to chase youth forever, instead of being like, this is what I look like. This is my life and I'm going to live it. And that confidence can also show through beauty. I actually was going to give the example of um, Sarah Jessica Parker. She was sitting right next to Kim at New York Fashion Week. And you could just see, you could just see who was actually enjoying their, their life better. Kim is next to her clapping very like rigidly trying not like trying to hold her chin out. You know, she's, she's posing while she's like clapping for these fashion models. And then you've got SJP next to her. who's like, smiling really big, throwing her hair around, talking to the row behind her, clapping really big. And then Anna Wintour walks up and, you know, they both get kind of excited and she goes straight for Sarah Jessica Parker and gives her a hug, you know, like Mm -hmm. just drawn to this person who is a major fashion icon for one, but it's like, she loves herself. She's let herself age very naturally Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I don't want to say she's never had any intervention, but she definitely is not trying to look 20 and she looks great. Right. I mean, sh- you can just happy. tell sh- she's at ease with herself. Right. Exactly. She's embraced as she's 50 or 60 or however old she is. I think if we can have any sort of influence with even this small amount of people who listen to this podcast, I hope the takeaway from this podcast is not to look up the starlet trifecta, but to uh, realize that going down this rabbit hole, it can produce dark psychological and physical consequences because a lot of the times these things don't go correctly or things don't look right. And there's nothing worse in my opinion, or it's just really unfortunate and sad when these things don't go well. And then you can tell that their look is so altered it screams insecurity and it actually I think does the opposite of what they were trying to achieve absolutely on my page like I want people to see what is possible what can be done how to talk to your patient coordinator and your surgeon your injector how to have the right language to ask for what you want and how to find the right person so that person can explain to you why this isn't going to work for you. And essentially, if you are going to get work done, you're just tweaking or enhancing. You're not changing your total face. You like to say, I want to look exactly like Megan Fox or exactly like Kim Kardashian. It's going to look awful on you. But if you're like, you know, I just, for me, I had a bluff. I had hooded eyes that I have hated my whole life. I waited over 10 years before I got it done. I am thrilled with my results. I'm like, I can't believe I didn't do this sooner. But that was something that I've wanted for a very, very long time, not related to what a celebrity looked like. And talking to my surgeon, shout out to Dr. Franklin Rose here in Houston. Mm -hmm. I have very Arab eyes and I want to keep that. I don't want the corners lifted because the kind of the downturned almond eyes are really Arab. I don't want to change that. I just want the skin removed. Mm. And he did it perfectly. I still like myself, but like refreshed. And that is, that's how you should choose surgery in my opinion. Right. Absolutely. Chandler and I have a relationship to plastic surgery where we openly say we both had a procedure or more. And our opinion on it is if it's something that actually really bugs you and it's altering your state of consciousness, like it's something you think about every day, you right. should get that fixed if you can afford it and you can swing it. 
so that you have more mental space in your brain to be positive and to just be happy. But it's it's going down the dark rabbit hole of, you know, facelift at 22 that I think we want our listeners to not take away from this episode. No, absolutely. But you have to understand that these celebrities are living in a different world. They have different stressors than we do. So Bella Hadid is that she really wanted to be a model. She had the height. She had the family connections. She had everything in place, but she needed to do something to make her face more competitive. I guess I, I don't know how they choose models. Like I have no idea, but for whatever reason, her camp, you know, was like, look, this is what you got to do. You got to lose a little bit of weight, even though she was already thin by any normal person's standards. Mm-hmm. She wasn't modeled then. She did lose weight. She did things to her face. And then she became the model. She was the it model. <laughs> well, and I will say that I think she's actually like one of the most stunning people with the work she's had done that I've ever seen in my life. I agree. I mean, but they all are. I mean, Kendall's gorgeous. They're, they're all like none of these people are are not attractive people. <laughs> Okay, Dana, I think we need to do some rapid fire, like analyzing. We need to go back to Emirata, and then we have a few yes. other questions from listeners. Okay. So if you won't mind telling us, what do you think Emirata has had done? She's definitely had something done to her nose, her lips, it looks like her breasts, and most likely her cheeks. So speaking of breast augmentation, we got a lot of questions about tiny boob jobs. Who do you think has had the best boob job? You know, I think it's really in fashion now to have – a smaller rack, if you will. Right. (laughs) And they want like that kind of perfect natural looking small boob job. So what are your thoughts on that? This has been popular for a long, long time, really since the 2000s. People have basically when we left the 90s, like early 2000s of the giant breast augmentation. And a lot of your average people are getting like B and C cups. Mm -hmm. That's that's normal. Um, Some really great ones, Bella Hadid, Kendall Jenner, really great mm-hmm. ones. Yeah. Taylor Swift has a really great small breast augmentation. Kate Hudson has yeah. small implants. Fabulous. Perfect. Fits her frame. Is it any less money to get a smaller augmentation or no? No. no. Okay. Probably a stupid question, but had to ask no, it. It is not a stupid question. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. Think about clothes, whether you buy an extra small or an extra right. large, it's the same price. And do you feel like a lot of surgeons are pretty open to that? Like they won't push you in a larger direction? Oh, no, especially male surgeons. They're like, you're going to regret it. You should go up a size. And there's a lot of women who will talk about that they got pushed into it. This is why we need more women in surgery and more Mm -hmm. people of color, more diversity, because the old white men that have been doing surgery for 30, 40 years have a lot of antiquated ideas because they were doing it one way. And when women or people, but, you know, women are asking for, I want a small teardrop, they're like, are you sure? Are you, are you, you're you going to come back and want it bigger. Right, right, right. Everyone like wants to push you in like an Anna Nicole direction. Because that's what these older men found attractive back in the 90s when they were at their prime. And so they think that us women in 2022 want triple Ds that sit on our neck, you know? Right. I just want to say one thing about breast implants because it's definitely something I've considered. I have naturally a smaller chest and I actually kind of love that look. It's my preferred aesthetic. Like, 
if I was into women, I would be into small chests. I think it's more high fashion. I just like it right. personally. And I think that a boob job is tough because literally it's just a way of for 10 grand getting objectively more attractive to a lot of men. And I'm just talking really frankly. And I think I had to make a call where I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this because it's just not my taste. Like, even though it would be easy yeah. to do and most likely it would be fine, it's just not my vibe. I don't really like the look of big, bigger, even bigger boobs. I like small chests. One thing I want to say also when it comes to boob jobs is like, also women who have chosen to do that, there is a solid percentage of them who get them taken out and get really sick from them. It can be a really rough journey for those women. And they're left right. with a chest that is really scarred. And what was a cosmetic procedure, the end result is illness and then looking a lot worse than they did to start with. So I think it's something that I also just want to throw out those cautionary words about. Yes, it's called breast implant illness. And you should definitely talk to your provider, your surgeon about it too. You should also just do your own research because it's not always in the best interest of those providers to tell you things that will turn you off to booking procedures with them. Well, so a lot of these surgeons that are really good at what they do and are honest and good at, like, good at talking to you, they will talk to you about the risks. And if you have any questions, they will explain it to you. Or a huge red flag is if anyone is pushing you to do something, not answering your questions, making mm -hmm. you feel like the questions are stupid, rushing you through the process, um, adding on things that you didn't ask for, not explaining why, you know, like why we need to do this in addition to that. Because sometimes it is necessary that you have to do something in conjunction. But if they're not explaining it to you and you feel more confused when you, you came in, run away, run away. You're not, no matter how the procedure turns out, you're not going to be happy. I also think another huge red flag is if someone is discounted in any way, or if you feel like it's a steal of a deal. I saw this thing oh, yeah. and I'm sure you abide by this, but it's like, there's no such thing as cheap plastic surgery. Right. Absolutely. And um, in this industry, we joke about uh, Groupon injections. And it's like, where did she get her injections from Groupon? Because you're <laughs> going to come to the more expensive clinic who is going to fix it for you. And it's going to be three times more expensive than if you had just went to a place. So if everyone else is doing, you know, lip filler at about six to $800 a syringe, and you found a place that's charging 200, ask yourself why? Because there's certainly no shortage of demand for good, good surgeons and good injectors. Can I talk to you about a product that you love, that Courtney loves, and that I love? Please. Early bird CBD gummies are so phenomenal, everyone. They are the perfect 2.5 milligrams of THC and 12.5 milligrams of CBD. So this concoction, it gives you the warmest, gooeyest feeling. They have the magic formula. I love the watermelon flavor. That's my favorite. I also love using them when I know I need to get a good night's sleep and I can sleep in. You guys, we love Early Bird CBD so much. We reached out to them to see if they'd be interested in sponsoring the show because we were like, these products, these gummies, everyone needs to know about them. We're going to tell them about, about them anyway. So maybe we can get paid to do it. And honestly, we just cannot recommend them enough. We have a link in our show notes. You can go to earlybirdcbd.com. Use code POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Earlybirdcbd.com. POPAPOLOGIST20 for 20% off. Do yourself a favor. Try the gummies. They ship to all 50 states, everybody. You got to try it. Earlybirdcbd.com. 
People want to know why we never see recovery photos. I'm curious on your thoughts, Dana. If all these celebrities are getting so much work done, why do we never see them with casts on their nose or walking around with their bandages? What's going on there? Okay, so people's concept of recovery is actually a lot less than it actually is. When I had my bluff, I was filming something 10 days later. I got my makeup done. You couldn't tell at all. And was filming. I had had lipo on my arms, lipo on my chin and a bluff. And I was filming 10 days later. Within a few days, the bruising was gone and I could put makeup on. They removed my stitches. Literally, if I wore makeup, nobody could tell. Wow. It's that easy. Um, There are things called flash breast augmentation. Dr. Rose does it. A lot of surgeons do. Um, A lot of surgeons in Beverly Hills do it. Within 48 hours, they can go out and rock a bikini. It's, it's, yeah. How do they even do that? That seems so crazy. (laughs) It's just different techniques that they use. Mm -hmm. Um, but then something like lipo, for example, if they get lipo on their midsection, they're just for three months, they're just not going to wear a bikini. And on top of all Mm -hmm. of that, the celebrities that we're the most like in tune with, like, what are they doing? Like the Kardashians, they just do it when they're not going to have these events. And they have a lot of pictures like Kylie, if you notice, even when she was pregnant, she would already have all of these, like when she had her um, bikini line drop and her makeup and all this stuff, she had already taken all those pictures, like, you know, a year in advance because she, she knew she was pregnant. And by the time she was, you know, close to giving birth, she couldn't drop like her February, Mm. like Valentine edition of her makeup with her looking super hot because she would have been very heavily pregnant if she had taken the pictures just a couple months before. They have their pictures ready to post. Okay. I'm curious about this, bringing in pregnancy. What do you think Kylie is getting done in a lot of these celebrities post-pregnancy to snap back so quickly? I mean, there's a lot of different things that you can do. (laughs) This is a really like heated conversation because a lot of surgeons are not going to do this, but there are enough who do, even for regular people. You can have a scheduled C-section and have a tummy tuck at the same time. It's called a C-tuck. Is it something that I would recommend? Absolutely not. Like you've got a lot of swelling. You have a lot going on. It'd be best to wait until you've healed from giving birth. Giving birth is really traumatic to your body. But for some of these people where the way they look is is it, that is like their goal and the only thing that they really care about in life, they're going to get a C-tuck. And I've known regular people who've had a C-tuck. So it's a C-section tummy tuck at the same time. They remove the baby they start working on your tummy tuck. That's one example. Then they have wow. a, a whole team of, of dietitians and chefs and trainers and things like that. And you can have lipo as early as a month post-pregnancies. If you go to a regular surgeon, they're going to tell you six months to a year post-pregnancy, but money will get you into, into doors that otherwise you wouldn't get into. And so at four, six, eight weeks, they can get their lipo done. They can get these things done as well. Wow. And then they reveal like at three months, like, look at me, my abs are back. And you're like, great. Good for you. Do you think (laughs) Christine Quinn from the, from Selling Sunset had anything done? Or do you think that was a natural snapback? I think that hers was a natural snapback because she really didn't gain much. Like she was very much thin throughout her pregnancy. And so You'll see some people like they might be trainers or some fitness Instagrammers and they snap back really quickly because they really didn't gain anywhere but in their belly. And then it it comes back within a month. 
And so that's how I feel like it was with her versus talking about Kylie. She very clearly gained a lot of weight. She even said she gained over 60 pounds. Like that is – Yeah. It is just not normal. You could starve yourself and not lose 60 pounds in two months. It is an extreme right. amount of weight to lose, like 60 pounds – even if you take out 20 saying it's the baby and all the the womb and everything, 40 pounds in two months, that's 20 pounds oh, a month. That's insane. That is, yeah, yeah, that is not, she could not eat for two whole months and still not lose 40 pounds, you know? We had a listener DM us like this whole regimen she did and she didn't gain much weight during pregnancy and she sent this like photo of her like four days after giving birth and it was crazy. Like she had abs and it was wild, but I wish she was like, I'll get murdered online if I share these secrets. I also think it's great to not be focusing on that stuff and to just be focusing on having a healthy child. So I know it's like very intense territory to be wading into. I've never been pregnant. It's not really for me to speak on. But I think it's just so important to shed light on the fact that that whether Kylie Jenner gained weight during pregnancy and then didn't naturally lose it thereafter or whether Christine Quinn used lifestyle interventions to achieve the look she wanted. At least we can just speak in the realm of reality and talk about what's actually happening rather than, you know, um, rather than not know. And, and I think the not knowing and being gaslit by celebrities is what leads women to, to feel bad about themselves. And so I think what you're doing on social media is just so important, Dana. Thank you. And also, I've never been pregnant, don't have a child, but listen, if I had just given birth, I'm not, you're not making me exercise. Like, excuse me, I'm laying in bed, right? <laughs> recovering. Right. I went through a traumatic experience. <laughs> I was in pain. Like, please don't talk to me about a diet and exercise at this moment. I will kill you. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Like absolutely. the last place your mind should be. It should just be like on healing and enjoying your new baby. Right. Like I want to hold my baby and eat my ice cream. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Just one last question. Any celebrities who people think are all natural, like I think a Haley, a Kendall, I mean, if anyone is familiar at all, they know these people have had work done, but anyone that seems all natural, maybe like a Gwyneth who really actually has had like quite a few procedures done. Well, Gwyneth is not all natural. I mean, she even, you know, has admitted to, you know, having injectables and stuff in the past. I feel like one of the ones that I get all the time is actually Margot Robbie. Mm, ooh, yeah. And she has had just the perfect amount of work done to where she looks like – like when you look at her old pictures and her newer pictures, it's like that's Margot Robbie, but that's not the Margot Robbie we know. This is Margot Robbie. Mm -hmm. And it is – she just had just like the perfect tweaks here or there. You know, it looks like she slimmed her nose a little bit. Um, she did a little bit of something to her cheeks. She used to have more hooded eyes. She does not have hooded eyes anymore. And now she is the Margot Robbie, you know? Wow. Also, I feel like Blake Lively is kind of along those lines. Yeah. Well, Blake Lively famously had her nose job like right around the time of um, the sisterhood of the traveling mm -hmm. pants. Oh, my God. I used to – I mean, I still look up to her. I mean, come oh, on. yeah. Same. Her. And then also – Ryan Reynolds, hilarious. They're just like perfect ideal to me. But I remember looking up to her and being like, I want to be like Blake Lively. Oh, and, yeah. You know, she got her nose done and she also had hooded eyes are no longer hooded. And um, like she she just tweaked her features and then preserves her look. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's gorgeous. It's stunning. Yeah. It, she yeah. was stunning before, but she's like just a little bit elevated now. 
Dana, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you truly so much for the work you're doing. Everyone go follow IG Famous by Dana to get your dose of reality every day on IG. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. This was so fun. It's so oh, fun. Thanks, thank you. Dana. Thank you. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week, live every Wednesday. Bye.